The drought is over. The Rams and their nine-game regular season losing streak to the San Francisco 49ers. We've got everything you need to know from the Rams' 21-20 win over San Francisco. We're going to look ahead to the Lions, Rams, Stafford, Goff, Bowl dream matchup. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? And welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your 10 and 7 Los Angeles Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube. We're just a few subscribers away from 11,000. So if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor. Join the party. Subscribe to the Locked On Rams YouTube channel. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on the X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade, 24-7 sports, SI, Dodgers, Nation. Now the Rams for Locked On, and as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers, and on today's episode, we are breaking down the Rams 21-20 Week 18 win over the 49ers. We're going to talk about the wild card round, the dream matchup between the Lions and the Rams. We're going to break all down the action, everything you need to know. But first, this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by Fandle. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit Fandle.com slash Locked On to get started. Now, Travis, we got not only the dream match to get into, but how about you end the nine-game regular season losing streak to the San Francisco 49ers. Carson Wentz played well. Puka Nakua got his record. Sean McVay made the right decision by resting his starters, and he still got the dub. But hey, I don't care if it was our backups versus their backups. Anytime you beat San Francisco, it's a great day. It absolutely is, and I'm glad that that streak is done so we can stop mentioning it. I'm glad that I, I'm sure that there will be a, well, you know, it'll, it's nine in a row when the when the A-team plays or whatever it is, it, it, I'm it, whatever. It, the Rams won the game. The Rams are into the wild card weekend. They're going to Detroit. We know all that. I want to take a minute here. I want to take a minute for a couple of different things. Number one, nobody knows anything about the NFL. <laughs> nobody. Nobody, right? So this was a team that was on primetime, Twice. They had Monday Night Football in week three, and then we saw them play against the Saints a few weeks ago on Thursday night. This is a team that nobody expected to be good. Not the guys in Vegas, not the guys programming television networks. Maybe only the guys inside that Rams facility thought that this team might have a chance to win more games than they lose. That they won 10 games is shocking. It's literal shock that this is a team that did nothing other than draft a bunch of guys during the offseason and that we are where they are. Not only that they're in the playoffs, but have a chance to win in the playoffs. It's an incredible testament to Sean McVay, Les Snead, Kevin Demoff, the entire Rams organization for putting themselves in this position because I don't care how optimistic you are as a Rams fan. I can't imagine that 
this was the conversation that you imagine that, that, that Doug and I would be having uh, after the final game of the season. So congratulations to everybody involved in it. It was an amazing ride. And congratulations to the NFL script writers for giving us Rams and Lions because that's what had to happen. Yeah, I'm just glad that writer's strike is over in Hollywood, right? And the NFL <laughs> right, Super exactly. got this one, right? But kind of going back to what you were talking about, what are you talking about, Travis? You mean to tell me there wasn't anyone out? That have been someone out there that had <laughs> back in April that probably said, okay, Carson Wentz is going to be throwing a touchdown to someone named Puka Nakua who was going to set the rookie receiving record for receptions and yards and that the Rams would beat the 49ers on the road for right. their 10th win and lock up the 60 in the NFL playoffs. Someone had to have said that, Travis. Come on now. This is the NFL. It's unreal. It's unreal. And that's why we come back every week. That's why we come back every season because the games are exciting. And even the people that are as plugged into this as anybody else, they literally have no idea what's about to unfold. Uh, oh, and by the way, and I know we'll talk about this this week. I know that the everydayers have heard us harp on this for months that they won 10 games and have a chance to win a playoff game and haven't had a kicker that's beyond high school caliber is a miracle. Like that that doesn't to have kicking this bad and be in this position, those two things don't typically go together and uh congratulations to everybody involved on this team. It's 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 a heck of a run and it's not over yet. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, keep, we'll absolutely break down this game of San Francisco 49ers, but I do think it's important to kind of sit back, reflect for a second, and just put things into perspective. I'm old enough to remember Kevin Demoff writing a letter to fans right. that was trying to convince them that they're on the right track and that this that was all part tanking. of the process. The right. weight-bearing walls of Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald right. and Matthew Stafford, right? He was right. Like that, when that letter came out, it was one of those, oh, come on, man. Like, I, I get what you're trying to do. I understand that you're trying to energize the fan base and keep people engaged. I, I understand the purpose of it, but to try to convince people that this was going to be a competitive team, you'd have to squint pretty hard to see the bones of a competitive team. And I get it. Stafford, Cup, and Donald always give you a chance. And guess what? They were right. Stafford and Donald were Stafford and Donald Cup maybe not quite so much but you 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 found a player in in Nakua that's just been a transcendent addition to this team it it, it really is a testament to uh, everybody that's there and we were talking about this yesterday during the game uh watch the watch the body language of the Rams players and and not just the guys that are are playing a lot of downs and not just the guys that are making a lot of watch everybody involved there's a lot of smiles on faces. There's a lot of hard work. There's not a lot of bad body language. There's not a lot of guys that look like they have the weight of the world on their shoulders. Guys compete. Guys played hard. And I, I've said this a million times, even before you've uh, joined the pod, Doug, to change culture is the hardest thing to do in sports. To take a team that did not have good culture and make them have great culture may be the biggest challenge that any coach faces. And that's exactly what Sean McVay's done. Credit to him. Yeah, absolutely. And typically when other teams and franchises talk about culture, I kind of cringe a little bit, like the Heat having Heat culture on their jerseys. Real. But not when it's about my team. When it's about my team, <laughs> it's all fine and well to talk about how strong the culture is. And right. I think that that to me is my biggest takeaway from this season so far, is that the Rams player development is elite. Their culture is elite. Just look at yesterday. You have all your starters, for the most part, they're sitting safe for Puka Nakua and a lot of the yeah. relevant ones, right? Still have guys in there. There's no doubt about it. But still, they believe you put on those horns. 
with the coaching, you have a chance to win. And they went out there and they competed for four quarters and they got a W against that 49ers team. And also look at the player development. And I think my biggest takeaway from this season so far is they have the best coach in the National Football League. The most valuable coach on the planet, college or pro, is named Sean McVay because this Maybe. man can't help himself but to win football games. And Travis, just look at what a difference a year makes. Last year we're talking about is he burned down? Is he going to take a nice cushy job in television? Is the Sean McVay era over with the Rams? That's what we were talking about. Are they going to trade Matthew Stafford? Is Aaron Donald going to be shipped off to Pittsburgh? Is Cooper Cup done? Are they going to just blow this thing up? But somehow, some way, they hit on this now historic rookie class. That's yep. Puka Nakua, Steve Avila. Then has Byron Young. It has Kobe Turner. There's all these great rookies that are going to be foundational players for the future. You mix that with veterans that still have some gas left in the tank, with elite coaching, and then you get yourself along with the, ten, the, the Texans, the surprise team in the NFL, and it's really a beautiful thing to see. It, it really is, and, and and I'll go back. You know, J.B. Long said this to me on the pregame show yesterday that Sean McVay is in his seventh season with the Rams. He still hasn't turned 40 years old, and you would be telling someone a lie if you didn't think that Sean McVay is the best coach in the history of the Rams. Rams have been around a long time. A long time. This this is one of the original NFL franchises going way back to the 1940s. And you have the greatest coach in the history of the franchise, and he hasn't turned 40, and he's been here seven years? That's crazy to think about. He, you know, burnout is a real thing, and, and, and the world moves in weird ways, and you're never quite sure exactly what it is that's coming up next. He's going to become the all-time Rams leader sometime next season. That, that, that's going to happen. He's going to be at the top of that list, and he could coach for another 10, 15, it's crazy. 20 years, and he still wouldn't be 60. He could coach for 20 more years and not be 60. Look at Bill Belichick. Look at Andy Reid. I mean, it is it is an incredible accomplishment what he's done, the, the, the way that he's gone about it. The, the reason I was never terribly worried about TV, a little bit worried about just saying, I need to take a break from this, but I was never really worried about TV. You don't get this kind of juice calling TV games. You don't get to compete calling TV games. I thought maybe he might take a break, not not this season, but to just kind of recharge his batteries and come back. But what what a season. And, and, and Sean McVay deserves all the credit in the world. I agree. When his eyes are dilating, he's talking into the big Cheesecake Factory menu play card right there. You don't get that in television. You're all dressed up, wearing a nice suit. You're not going to get the tight Rams gear and all that <laughs> stuff. But I can't wait. We're going to get a statue where he's wearing the joggers. He's got the gelled hair. That's happening yeah. one day. But it was a fantastic sight yesterday to beat that San Francisco team. We have so much to unpack in this one, too, because we're actually going to talk about the game next. Yeah. And Carson Wentz, does he have a future in L.A.? Did he secure himself a bag yesterday? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. All right, at the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question, right? What's the move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. 
Think about the team we're talking about. You add just a couple of exactly the right pieces and the business goes to the next level. You can see what a difference that that makes, right? It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs, number one, in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many different hats and you might not have the time or the resources to hire the way that you would like to. Thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, it is quick, and it is easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L to post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. Terms and conditions apply. And we are off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thanks for being a Locked On Rams. Your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also a reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. You go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You can check out Locked On Dodgers, Locked On Lakers. Lots of great content over there. And also a special shout-out to our everyday listeners. We've been on this journey with you guys all season long. We cannot thank you enough. And you can be an everyday listener, too. Membership is 100% free, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, now diving into the game itself yesterday, I think the biggest takeaway was the play of Carson Wentz. No doubt. He wasn't incredible. He wasn't a pro bowl yesterday, but he got the job done. Goes 17 of 24, 163 yards, two touchdowns through that interception. But really, that interception was a ball that went through the hands of 2 2 Atwell. Can't pin that on him. But how about my guy toting the rock 17 <laughs> times for 56 yards? That was the most by a Rams quarterback since 1950. I thought that he was outstanding in his role. I liked the game plan that was called by Mike LaFleur using his legs, made some impressive throws. I think all in all, he did a really great job yesterday. I guess the best way that I can put it, D-Mac, is it was of NFL quality. And, and and I think that's what you're looking for with your non-starting quarterback, right? That if the guy that comes in and plays after your starter is he of NFL quality? And Carson Wentz clearly is. He clearly is. I'll, I'll go back a year last year when Matthew Stafford goes down and John Wolford comes in. And it's like, E-e-e-e-e-e-e. and then you see Bryce Perkins and you're like, ah, uh, that looks actually worse. And then here comes Baker Mayfield, two passes into his debut against the Raiders. You're like, oh, he's an NFL quarterback. It just jumps off the page at you. Same thing with Carson Wentz. No disrespect to Brett Rippon, but you watched it. It wasn't NFL quality. You're like, this is not what an NFL quarterback looks like. Carson Wentz is. He's big. He's strong. He's powerful. He's not scared. He's experienced. He's all the thing that you would like to see. And it was so interesting yesterday. And I can't imagine that the Rams would do this because they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Matthew Stafford. But he was so good at running the ball you wonder if the Rams don't put in some small little wrinkle where on some short yardage plays that Carson Wentz isn't at least a possibility to go in there and a little RPO action, a little quarterback sneak, because he was incredibly effective running the ball. He's a big, physical, strong guy. Uh, I, I think he got himself a job for next year. And worst case scenario, he found himself a home moving forward here in Los Angeles as a backup and probably making a nice little chunk of change doing it. 
And to your point, this is someone who he's got a brand. He has a history in this league, but <coughs> excuse me. But as you said right there, he got himself a job. Did he almost play himself out of Los Angeles Maybe. as a backward his play yesterday? Because you know how NFL executives are, GMs. They see one good game. They saw that he has matured a little bit, especially you see him getting the game ball after the game from yeah. Sean McVay. And I think, look, he made some impressive throws. I mean, the throw he made on – Fourth down, the fourth and two throw that he made to Davis Allen, just fitting into that tight window. So impressive. The touchdown there the to touchdown Puka Nakua to drop that diamond there. He has an NFL arm. And you talk about some of those quarterbacks that we've seen with his Rams team, the Wolfers, the Perkins. I mean, Brett Rippon, only thing that he can drive as far as an offense is probably Uber or something like that. I mean, he can't do what a Carson Wentz can do. And I would love to see Wentz on this team because, look, if you look at Carson Wentz, Travis, this is someone who – he has been there, done that. He has been the reclamation project for other teams out there, and it hasn't worked. When you consider his age, we consider Stafford's age, might make sense to just sign up for the Rams and then maybe get his opportunity a couple years down the line. Yeah, I, I think that it's a possibility. You know, the, the money, of course, is the great wild card that if somebody comes in with NFL quarterback starting money, you got to take it. That's why Baker Mayfield is in Tampa. And, and, you know, credit to him. He got his team in the playoffs as well, but... There are only 32 of these jobs, and if someone offers you mm -hmm. one, you need to take one. But I, I also think that there's a lot of connectivity to what we were talking about in the first segment, which is culture. Carson Wentz, look, let's put it out there, was not well-liked in Philadelphia, did not seem to be particularly well-liked in Indianapolis, did not seem to be particularly well-liked in Washington with the commanders. Well, you come in here, and it's – you can get on board with what we're doing. We can resurrect your career. We can put you in a place to succeed, but you got to fit in with what it is that we're doing. And it sure looked like he did. It sure looks like his teammates were kind of with him on that journey yesterday. They were excited for him getting that game ball. And maybe the, you know, I, saying that a guy got humbled, sometimes to me can feel a little negative. But I think that in this case, it's a positive that, I have ability to play in this league. I need to find a way to make it work for not just for me, but for my team as well. And, and I think you got a really good look at Carson Wentz yesterday. I'd be surprised if he were back as a Ram because I think he played his way out. But if he were back, I'd love it. I, I, I would love to see him back because I think that is the very best case you could hope for as a backup quarterback, as a player like that. Yeah, absolutely. And look, the reality is, let's be honest, the quarterback play from top to bottom, the NFL, especially after you get to the 15 best quarterback, isn't great. So they're going to have some opportunities for him. And he basically was what he's been billed to be throughout his career. A guy has a lot of raw talent. He's going to make impressive throws. He's going to flash above average athleticism, make plays with his feet. He's also going to have some issues with consistency at yeah. times. You saw him miss a couple throws here and there. But still, I agree with you. I think he is going to get an opportunity. Well, but with with Stetson Bennett clearly not being a long-term solution He's as the backup solution. quarterback, Stafford having injury issues, I would absolutely love to see him back but, if you could make that happen. I, I think you're right, and I th and, and, and you are right. that The consistency is the challenge, right? But th that's why the guys like Matthew Stafford and Patrick Mahomes and these guys are who they are. They're the only ones that aren't inconsistent. Yeah. Right. That, that to to be one of those guys, it's not can I fit it in there or can I make it? It's being able to do it just about every single time. There are what, five, six, ten tops tops and there aren't ten. So if you're in that next group of guys and you're the second quarterback on a team, that's a dream come true. I, I don't think he'll be here because I think that everybody went. Oh, yeah. How much do you think the Jets would have loved to have that guy? How many other teams around football would have said, you know, why didn't we go and get him when we had a chance? Whether in Minnesota, they went through a bunch of guys along the way. 
He was the end. Flacco, like there are these veteran guys, yeah. and obviously they're at different points in their career, but he made a case why you keep kicking the tires on a veteran guy over and over and over again and not trying to find the next big thing late in the draft or in free agency. Are you even throw the Rams in that conversation? Why didn't yeah. they get him earlier? They'd be 11 and six right now instead right. of 10 and seven if they had him against the Packers. But yeah, we're going to talk about Puka Nakua next. And we're going to look, we'll touch on this one actually in the next segment. We'll talk about Puka Nakua in the next segment. And we'll also look ahead to this Rams Lions, just some initial takeaways heading into the dream matchup coming Sunday. Cause Travis, we're back in prime time Sunday okay. night football for your Los Angeles Rams. But that's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And what's more fun than having a little something going on in the playoffs? Your team is there, and you can have a little fun on the side, right? That's where FanDuel comes in. Because right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Find a better deal than that. One $5 bet, and you get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. That's 150 bucks, win or lose. You heard me right. Win, lose, whatever. You still get that 150 in bonus bets. The app is super easy to use. There are a lot of different ways to play. Live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It is the best way to find the most popular parlays. And of course, a lot, lot more at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Travis, here in our third segment, one of the biggest storylines yesterday, of course, was would Puka Nakua set the all-time rookie receiving record for receiving yards and receptions, and he did just that with a six-yard reception there in the third quarter. He was in there a little longer than we had hoped. He had to go there in the second half. And I know you heard Sean McVay saying, okay, get him out, get him out. He wanted to get him out there very (laughs) quickly, but still what an incredible moment there that he shared with his mom. He embraced and really pretty much other than his mom and maybe Puka Nakua was probably the only two people on the planet that thought that he could do what he did this season. It was incredible passing Bill Groman's rookie record that was set back in 1960 and one thing i want to start off this topic with travis is look i see people out there saying okay he groman did it in 13 games puka did it in 17 games okay, okay. you know what groman did it against defensive backs <laughs> they were plumbers in the offseason did you see the touchdown catch that was against their best corner Traverius ward i don't want to hear right. any of that travis no, no, the, the, it's like you, you set the records in the era that you set them in and all that stuff. I've never entertained that stuff. If you want to get caught up in that, go ahead. You're wrong. You know what I mean? Like if, that, if that's how you want to do fine. I don't care. I'm not going to try to talk you out of it. You're wrong. I know you're wrong. And I don't care if you don't know you're wrong. So I'm moving past that. I'll go back to what you said at the beginning. I don't think Mother Puka thought he was going to go out there and do this. I'm sure she thought he'd have success. I'm sure she thought that he'd make the team and and catch some passes, maybe get in the end zone a few times. I don't think anybody saw this coming. I don't think that the Rams saw this coming. Keep in mind, he was the 20th wide receiver taken in the draft, right? If anybody knew that this was in there, he would have gone a lot sooner. It was great. I would to, To your point, I was very surprised that he was – 
uh, still looking for that record into the second half. I thought that this might have gotten taken care of on the opening drive. Um, I think that having Carson Wentz out there probably delayed it a little bit. I'm sure Matthew Stafford would have been able to to get that done in in a few less plays along the way. Um, it was it was great. He's a great player. Like you mentioned, that moment with his mother was very very touching and sweet. Um, I, I'm thrilled for him. Now let's get back to the business of going out there with the other guys, right? Let's get Demarcus Robinson played yesterday. Didn't get a ton of balls, and you know we'll get Cooper Cup back out on that field uh, on Sunday night. And, and let's go do it again. And knowing that you have not one, but a couple of uh, record-breaking wide receivers in Cup and Nakua. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I said it was going to be one of the steals of the draft, but I look back at an episode we did. I had him at uh, 859 receiving yards, thinking that was an insane number. He ends up with 1,473 and 105 catches. I mean, I, to your point, no one saw this coming. No, no one saw this coming from the 177th pick in the NFL draft. I got to see what Les Snead can do. How many fifth round picks can he get for that first round pick is my <laughs> question. Can we well, flip those? Okay. So since you brought it up they, and it's TBD, right? To be determined. But right now the Rams have the 22nd pick in the draft. If the Rams lose on Sunday night, which, you know, possible if they do, they'll pick 22nd. You want them picking 22nd or do you want them picking a bunch of times later in the draft? I don't know. I know that Les Snead's had a bunch of success. They're hot right now. The Kyron Williams, fifth rounder, Puka, fifth rounder, Kobe Turner, Byron Young, third round picks that they've had a pretty good amount of success later on in that draft. They haven't picked in the first round since 2016 and they've won a whole bunch of games. So uh, it's nice to have that first round pick to play with a little bit, but I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe they do flip it, you know, maybe for, for more later than one early. It's not the worst idea I've heard. Hey, I'm just saying, I will say cornerback, edge rusher, those are the top priorities. And, of course, you want to solidify the offensive line. Now, another big takeaway, though, just kind of going back to last week's episode, the big debate in Ramsland was should Sean McVay go out there, play some starters, try to get that 10th win to avoid the Cowboys there in that wild card round? Well, guess what? They got the best of both worlds. They rested their starters, a lot of the key ones. They still locked up the sixth seed. You look at what happened in Philadelphia yesterday against the Giants. You saw Jalen Hurts. You saw Detroit. They lose. Laporta, essentially the tight end version of Puka Nakua, setting rookie records for receptions. He tied Mike Ditka and Gronk for 10 touchdowns his rookie season. He could miss the matchup against the Rams. So it was great what Sean McVay did. You still get that win. And by the way, I'm so sick of all these 49ers fans out there saying, nice job getting the win against our backups. Look, come on now. I don't want to hear any of that, okay? Especially when you consider the fact that we're all Dodgers fans anyway. It's like the Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers meme where they're shaking hands, okay? We're all Dodgers fans anyway, 49ers and Rams fans. So I don't want to hear that. <laughs> no, look, I don't, I don't, this goes back to like the, the record breaker that's 14 games versus seven. I don't care. They won, <laughs> right? You, you you can yell at, at, at your, your TV or your radio or your computer screen all you want. The Rams won the game. The streak is over and there is, you don't have to squint too hard to see a, a situation where the Rams are back in Levi stadium in a couple of weeks, take care of the business against the lions, which the Rams have a great opportunity in front of them. Uh, assuming that Dallas beats green Bay, you're back at Levi stadium in a couple of weeks. And I'm pretty sure the Rams will play their starters. I'm pretty sure that the Rams will go out there with their best guys. And, and so will San Francisco. And I'm not throwing t- the, the Niners are a great team. They are loaded with talent. The Rams can beat them. 
The Rams can beat them, and I'm excited to go see if they can do it again. I hope they get the opportunity. It's almost a situation where you're like, you better beat the Rams if you yeah. play them again. You absolutely better. Do not let this Rams team get hot. Now, taking a quick look at this Lions matchup, we're going to have all week to break this one down. First thing I want to say is big shout out to USC Trojan Sam Darnold for making sure that this matchup was never in doubt. With that fumble <laughs> there in the end, he yeah. respected it, and I respect him for it. And we're getting the matchup <laughs> that we all hope that we would get. You got Goff. You got Stafford. You got McVay. I mean, this is the first home playoff game in Detroit in 30 years, and somehow, some way, Matthew Stafford is the quarterback <laughs> for the opposing team. I still almost just can't believe it. I pinch myself every time I just see this matchup on paper. You you heard Carson Wentz start to get the questions at his press conference uh, after the game, like, hey, what about Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit? Can you imagine what it's going to be like for Dan Campbell? Can you imagine what it's going to be like for Jared Goff? Can you imagine? And, and even Matt Stafford and, and, and Sean McVay, just it's it's not going to be about how do you match up? How do you deal with a two-headed running back in Montgomery and, and, and Gibbs? It's not going to be, you know, is Laporta going to play or is he not going to play? It's not going to be nearly as much of a football conversation as it is a Hey, you know they fired you, right? Hey, you, 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 you know that that happened, right? They're, we're going to do that for an entire week of. You know that he specifically said, "You, you, Jared Goff, are not good enough to go where I need to go." Oh, and by the way, he was right because they won the the Super Bowl the first year you were gone. He's got six days of that coming his way. Uh, we'll see how he deals with it. It could absolutely wreck him. It could motivate him. We'll find out on Sunday. But for six days, it's going to be a, you know, they fired you, right? And that's, uh, we'll see what Goff does with that. I agree. And that's the biggest variable in this. Does he run with that and let that fuel him to have him play his best game? Or do we see the Goff that we've seen in the past where you see occasional bad mistakes at the worst possible times. And does Sean McVay know how to scheme against him with Raheem Morris and how this defense will play? I think one concern I do have is we know how to get to Goff. You get pressure on him. You force him to make bad throws. You're going to have success. That's not necessarily what this Rams team is best at, right? Is getting pressure to the quarterback consistently. You look at their receivers, the weapons, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and how they can light it up through the air. There are definitely some concerns, and we'll get into that, but I'm just going to kind of take a Day to just enjoy the fact that we got this matchup. I have a question for you too. Over under the amount of gaskets that Dan Campbell is going to blow on the sideline during this, and I think it's got to be set at three. It, I, I, over, you can set it wherever you want. I'm taking the over. Um, look, Campbell scares the you know what out of me, and and, and we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up on this thought. We can pick it up on this tomorrow. I don't know whether I love having that dude over there or whether I hate having that because the 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 love part of it is he may do something so colossally stupid he may just hand you the game he also may do something so colossally stupid that no one sees it coming and they win the game I don't I don't know which one of those two things I'm more worried about uh but we got all week to talk about it the Stafford golf ball, and I agree, he's a wild card in the wild card round, and we'll talk about all this week. But your Rams in the playoffs, they have double-digit wins. Great <laughs> time to be a Rams fan. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers, at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is Locked on Rams' house?